forward to this computer. All right, all right, all right. Good. I'm gonna turn off the background. Um, so today, um, you know, we're, we're gonna talk about um, the, uh, I said about change, rapid change. Um, and one of the things you wanna remember when you're looking at rapid change, you know, in the hypnosis and NLP world, that's what we're known for. We do rapid change, um, uh, you know, and helping people make change. But if you've been doing this for a while, unless you're an arrogant, obnoxious internet marketer, where you'll say like, you know, every technique, this technique will work a million percent. You never have to tweak it, yada, yada, yada. I've never found that after probably 15,000 clients over the years. It sounds like a lot, but for 20 straight years, I was seeing, you know, 30 or 40 people a week when I was really cooking and in the groups and things like that. And not all of the, our NLP techniques work um, for every situation. You know, one of the big questions I always get when I'm doing a basic NLP class is, well, how do you know what technique to use when? It's a great question. And um, there's no correct answer. You know, we all like certain techniques. You know, we have what we think works, you know, things like that. But the fallback always is, especially for change, is if it, if whatever technique or protocol you do, what do you do if it doesn't work? You know, what's your next step? You know, what are you going to do next? And what are you going to do next? That's what it gets to. And it leads me to the idea of, you know, when you're looking at making a change, it's kind of, to use a computer analogy, have you, when you when you add a program to your computer, a lot of your programs, right? Or your phone, but usually your computer. Many times that thing comes up, is it okay? Or this program will rewrite things in your computer, right? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You've seen that happen, right? Where it's gonna say, it's gonna change things in your computer and you have to think, do I want it to change? And a lot of us, unfortunately, have downloaded programs that work, but they screw everything else up. You know, I used to have, what was it I hated after a while because they kept updating it and it screwed it. I think it was go to meeting. That damn thing would just screw up everything, I think. And if I'm slamming them wrongly, I apologize. But it was, I liked the program, but it messed up all these other programs. You know, it wanted to do this. It's just what happened. And that's kind of, I think, what happens when we're making change work with people, right? Is you're making a change at this level but it may change other levels below it or above it, right? Nothing changes in a vacuum, right? And even a simple change, you know? Um, you know, what we think is simple, and we do a technique which seems to work 99% of the time, and you always get that one client, it doesn't work with, you know? Um, well, there's, you know, it, it, it didn't get down to the, to the level if you will, or make the proper change at the proper level, or it's gonna affect other changes, you know, and other, uh, you know, you gotta be ready to do um, some other things, you know, and, and what I call this, let me 
let me adjust my camera. I got to stand up. I can't sit that long anymore. Plus, starting in a couple of weeks, we're back in the live world doing live trainings again. I'm at HypnoThoughts and then at the, at the National Guild. I know a few people here are going to the Guild. Uh, Michelle, Billy, are you going to the Guild? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. You know, I, he didn't say. Uh, no? Okay. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun, but we got to get back into into the training, you know, doing live training. And when you're beginning to make changes, you know, if you're going to help someone make a change, what you want to begin to think about is, uh, and it comes from the study of habits, right? If you're going to make a change, like your diet or your exercise program, or you're drinking too much, everything, right? If we begin to categorize it as a habit, whatever this habit is, there's two different types of habits. There's just a habit that if you remove the habit, nothing else seems to change. But then there's habits that according, and I, the guy, I forgot his name that wrote the book on habit, the first big book on habits. Um, he called them keystone habits, right? That if you make one change, everything else will begin to change. And it could be something like, you know, what he found generally, he talked about in the book, I still remember that, is exercise. If people start an exercise program and get into the habit of exercise, for most people, and he did say most, not all, it becomes that keystone habit that because they're they're exercising here, you know, they're exercising, it helped them, you know, eat better, right? It the one thing led to another, right? Because you're consciously exercising. It didn't work for everybody, but it worked for, for others. Does that make sense to everybody? Right? So the key, so if you're working on, so if you just went in and helped somebody and they say they want to change their, their eating, right? And I, a lot of us here have done that with people. They change their eating, but then they fall back into the old habits, right? Because they didn't, you didn't address maybe one of the other things that led to it like exercise. So we all have these these habits that, you know, if you change the habit at the correct level or alter it, it will ripple through. You know, of course, for a lot of us, it's been doing this for a long time, us gray beards in this field, Billy, um, Jerry's been doing it a long time, and a few other people uh, quite a while. Um, you know, those of us that go back way back to the 80s and, and early 90s, you know, People that smoke, that was a keystone habit. It still is for smokers, you know? Many of them just can't throw down the cigarette. Yeah, I was talking to a friend yesterday, thank you, Bruce. And he was talking about when he went to quit smoking, it, you know, he had to think about it. Like, how am I gonna have a beer? How am I gonna sit at a bar and network? You know, uh, if we go back, those of us, many of us on this call, it was socially appropriate to smoke, right? It, it was no big deal. First couple of conferences at the National Guild. I remember the the uh, <clears throat> the ballroom at the Nashua was like just would be covered in smoke, right? And then of course they went smoke free. Da 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 da. But you know, so if you're going to change, you know, and the guy I know and he keeps telling me he wants to quit smoking. I know him from a social group, but to just put down the cigarettes, you know, and he's done that several times but he's not willing to make the other changes, the habit that he has that drives part of, part, partially drives the smoking. And in his case, he's in a recovery program and he always want, wants to get to the meeting early 
and sit outside with the other smokers, you know, and that, do what we do. At a, if you've ever been around those, any kind of recovery, it's just a meeting. And he likes to sit outside with the guys that smoke, which is ironic to me, knowing the world that we're in there. And I'm like, dude, that's like telling somebody you could still go to the American Legion and sit around the bar, but not drink. You know, and he, oh, oh, this is different, right? So again, to me, it's about, you know, if you want to make a change, you know, you got to begin to figure out what are, is there a keystone habit that if you change it, everything else will change, right? I don't know, right? But a lot of us has been doing it a while. I talked to Scott McFall and a few other people is try to change or when people come come to me for a change, I'm always trying to figure out to make it as easy and as fast and as, as effective as possible, right? Uh, like for, if they want to drop weight, maybe you could do a quick, many of us, you just do a quick induction and you do a little script on eating better and they're fine, right? And they're fine, right? And so, but for others, they're going to have to make other changes that will back up the, 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 the change that you're going for, right? Because nothing happens in a vacuum, right? And underneath it all is your self-image, which we talked about earlier. I talk about a lot. Your self-image, right? Your self-image, your identity. What if it's attached to this? you know, the bad habit, you know, I'm a Marlboro man, right? Um, whatever it happens to be. So, you know, and then now that's a different kind of change. So if you remove, if you just went in and removed the smoking, they have a hole in their identity, right? They're like, who am I? A lot of times when you go through a change, people go through, you get divorced. If you've been married a long time, it's like, you don't know who you are. You know, you lose part, you know. When Billy walked away from the Navy, you know, well, he didn't totally walk away. He kind of creeped out just one door, but that's a different story. But still, and I've heard other people say, that's a part, part of their identity's gone, you know. For many years, it was when guys retired from the military, that was the kiss of death. They died very quickly. It's no longer the military, by the way. I just read a study. It's police officers. When they retire, they they a lot of them don't collect very much of their pension, right? Because they're giving up a big part of their identity. And remember, most police officers retire pretty close to the military, late 40s, early 50s, right? Uh, so anyway, it's just because it's the identity. It's if it becomes part of their self-image and not just something that they do, you know, and not just something that they do. So if you're looking at the habits, whether it's eating or exercise or smoking or whatever it is that you're working on, is it, you know, you want to look at does will that habit change other habits? You know, can you make one change and let it ripple through? You know, I don't know. This is what's fascinating about a lot of this stuff. You know, it's like the more you learn, the more questions that you have or I have. Right. It's like, wow, you know, and then you see this and then you see that. But I love the idea. Uh, 
that these keystone habits, that once you make that one change, everything else changes, right? And the other thing that I think holds people back that I was gonna mention again is when you're trying to make a change, whatever kind of change you are, people generally make one fatal error. I do it, other people do it, right? Which is, so you're gonna, especially those of us that understand modeling, right? You pick a model and you're gonna model them to get this new behavior, get this change in your life, right? But unfortunately, you're, you're judging your start by where they are, right? So if someone's been doing something for a long time, their skill set should be very good. But you're just getting started, you don't have that skill set, right? So you're gonna, then you're gonna say, I suck, I can't do this, right? Uh, you know, like my friend that's trying to stop smoking. I said, dude, just if you would just stop long enough, come inside with everybody else, make that part of your habit for, you know, I told him probably 90 days. And then it, you may be able to go out and sit with those guys. And even though they're smoking, you wouldn't. I don't know. Right. But he goes, well, my friend Joe, and there's a guy we know, he quit smoking, and but he's hanging around with smokers, right? Sitting outside. And I said, yeah, but you're, he's been doing it a long time. And obviously your track record says you can't do that. Right. And so you judge your start by where they are, you know? Um, and even though we know this, the paradox of knowledge, just knowing it doesn't stop you from doing it. Right. When I started taking classes in film acting after coming from theater, it's a different animal, same, same art, slightly different skill set. We had people in the class that had been doing film work for a long time. And I'm sitting there going, well, God damn it, I should be able to do what they're doing. You know, well, they've been doing it for five or six years. They should be better at it. They'd been in several movies and TV shows. They, they'd been on set. They, you know, and I hadn't. But I'm judging, you know, where, where they are. And I'm starting down here. And it, it and once you begin to, if you can wrap this in your head and, and pass it on to people you're working with, it really helps, you know? Um, another self, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to make a change, right? Which is drink more water. So I, the guy I'm taking classes from about weight training, you know, he says, well, he gets up in the morning and he has, before he goes to sleep, he always puts two bottles of water right next to his bed and he drinks it first thing in the morning. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start drinking more water. And I started to go to, to do that. And I'm like, I looked in my soul, if you will, and went, who the fuck are you kidding? There ain't no way you're going to do that to start, right? I want to crawl down the hall and get my cup of Starbucks. That's what I'm going to do, right? So I put a little bottle of water, you know, and, and my goal is like six ounces to start. Just drink six, you know, a little bit of water and then go drink my coffee. And then I'll just, and I'll try to add to it. Does that make sense to everybody? But if I'm going to call myself a loser, because I'm not rolling out of bed and, and drinking 24 ounces of water or 32, because it's 16 ounce bottles, like this, this trainer guy. But I also know he doesn't drink coffee. He does, you know, he's, he's obnoxiously healthy if there's such a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, but if I'm, and it's, I've been doing it pretty, you know. I'm batting about 90%, getting up, drinking my six, eight ounces of water, right? 
And uh, so I can build on that, right? But I'm not going to judge where this guy is. Um, you know, any, but every once in a while, somebody that's good at something will tell you what a struggle it was at the beginning. You know, what a struggle it was at, at the beginning, you know? And so it's just something to think about. So what's a keystone habit that maybe you can alter, change, morph, you know, and then build on that, right? And, you know, with everything happening in the world right now, um, with the world opening up, if you will, uh, people have lost certain skills, right? You know, like sociability, you know, I would say common sense and fucking decency, right? But we haven't had that for about 15 years anyway, and especially in America. But um, so anyway, so yeah, so it's like, you know, and again, you know, I just had someone I was talking to, they're very, they're, they called and they want to go um, to one of the live conferences. I'm like, yeah, I think you should. If you like live conferences, if you could go, go. Or in two years, if there, if the conference isn't there anymore, please don't whine about it. Right? If you don't support the business, the business will probably shut down. Right? It's just the way businesses work, you know. And um, but they got they got out of the habit of of going to these events and doing everything like that. Right. So that's what, you know, we were working on getting comfortable in groups again because they've been working out of their house on Zoom and doing quite well with it. But they want to get back into different things. So we all have these things that we're working on. And, you know, what's a keystone habit? And in this person's case, um, this was a few weeks ago, I said, well, I suggest is uh, start going out to dinner two or three nights a week. You know, and they started double clutching as I go, well, but and I said, well, then you're never going to change. I'm sorry. I'm done. I, there's nothing I can do. You know, uh, you know, we, we can cancel the rest of your sessions. Right. But they started doing that. Which was to me like a little keystone habit. And then, you know, they just email you. Yep. They're going out to the one in Vegas. They decided they're going to go to the one in Vegas. You know, I'm going I'm like, good. Let's just. If you're going to change. Jump in the deep end of the pool. You know, where there's going to be a thousand people, you're in a <laughs> you're in a, a casino. It's a much different world than some of the other conferences, right? But it's a you know, so it was that that habit of getting back out there, right? And and it and it and it seemed to work. So anyway, let me stop the recording. So that's just like keystone habits. That's why I think some habits, and we've seen it for the thirty six. So how many years I've been doing this? Since 82. So yeah, long time. Uh, that you you get clients and, and it's probably with ourselves too, but you get clients, you'll do a technique, it'll work, and it'll work great for a while. Whether it was stop smoking or they change their diet, they do this, and then they kind of backslide, right? And so they hopefully they call you back, and so you can begin to figure out what other things do what other things do you need to change to make this make this more permanent right to 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 build on that because what happened was the change was fine till it clashed with other habits or other programs in their head as much like the computer you know you might have to let it install deeper you know 
rewrite the operating system, which is what you know what sometimes we have to do. So anyway, that's just a little thing on change and keystone habits and my general gripes, complaints, and bitches about the world, which I always throw into everything. Uh, so I'll stop the recording now so we can talk. And I do have a question for everybody.